This message was recorded live at Plantation Seventh-day Adventist Church in Plantation, Florida. Welcome to PlantationSDA.tv. Here you will find a diverse variety of Bible-based topics and conversations. God's master plan to inspire your mind, bring peace to your heart, and uplift your soul. May you be blessed and encouraged as you listen to God's Word. Good morning, Plantation. A little weak this morning. If he is the way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, we can say a much better good morning, Lord. Good morning, Jesus. Praise God. It's good to be here with you this morning. This is a high day, and I'm excited to be here. I bring you greetings from Sean Boonstra and the Voice of Prophecy team, and we're excited for being here to to celebrate with uh, Pastor Jen and her family as she is commissioned today into the gospel ministry. Amen? Y'all got an awesome praise team. Huh? Those songs, man, those songs are, are, they just bring you to the throne, don't they? Uh, I love that one, you know, I, you know, he, he is the way maker, miracle worker, and, and promise keeper, and, and that's what God is to each and every one of us, huh? It's good to be in God's house. I want to thank um, Pastor Rose, uh, Pastor Kevin, Pastor Jennifer for allowing me the opportunity to, to be here with you and to serve you uh, this morning. So, um, it's, it's sick. It's 10 after or 6 after or so, and I have to finish by uh, 10.30. And so we got a lot of work to do, and I pray that by God's grace, we'll be able to give you something that you can sink your teeth into. Uh, If you would turn with me to the book of uh, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, I will have it on the screen as well as I would uh, want you to, to go into the Word because your Bible, although you may, most of you, a lot of you may have it electronically, uh, you want to be able to mark this because this is going to be helpful to you as we look at the Scripture that God is wanting us to, to look at this morning. Uh, I, I, I am blown away and praise God for that powerful prayer that just brought us to the throne room of God, and we know that God continues to work in each of our lives. Amen? Uh, we will do a little bit more of the introduction stuff um, later on. Let me, let me go into the Word. But before we do that, let's, let's have a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you, we praise you, we magnify your name. Thank you for what you have done in here thus far. We sense your presence all around us. Lord, continue to tabernacle with us and that when we leave here today, we know that we have been with our God. Bless the words now, and I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer, amen. I have uh, put together a a message for you this morning entitled, A Vision for the Mission. This is a look at Isaiah's response to God's call. Each and every one of us are being called by God. There's a calling on our lives. The first calling is the calling of salvation. 
Can somebody say amen? amen. God has called us each to salvation, that, that we are saved, that our lives are anchored in Jesus. But I want to, to, uh, to go a, a, a direction here that, that each and every one of us can respond to the call to share and be a witness to God. You see, uh, the Word of God tells us that there is a great work for us to do. The olive plantation is ripe and ready for the harvest, but what is few? The laborers. And so God is wanting more people to respond to the call to go and be a witness for God. So here we look at Isaiah chapter 6 now, and we're going to see something pretty, pretty awesome. As we move forward into the message, I want you to know I'm a small groups guy, and I understand that you as a church, you're doing small groups or grow groups. I'm not sure which one you are doing, but uh, small groups is one of those things that I've studied for, for, for many years and, and practice. And, and we're gonna, as we look at this scripture, we're going to see that there's a movement here. We're going to see that there's an upward movement, an inward movement, an outward movement, and a forward movement as we look at this, at this, this scripture. And when we look at small groups ministry, we see those things involved there. There's the upward, inward, outward, and the forward movement of, of, uh, of Isaiah's ministry. You know, there was a time when the, the Seventh-day Adventist church was called a movement. Now we're an institution. We've gotten so big, and it seems like the movement part of us is it, it's, we're not doing that as much. We used to be known as people of the, the word, people of the book. And we don't hear that too much anymore, but I believe that God wants to have a renewal, a revitalization of his church, that we as a people that we mount up, take the word of God and take it to the streets. Amen? Because, we, you know, all of us, we can give each other the warm fuzzies, and we could do the internal thing, but we're not doing what Matthew, 8, Matthew 28 tells us to do. Amen? And so we want to do the work that God has asked us to do. Re look, 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 look with me. Uh, chapter 6, verse 1 of Isaiah. The Word of God says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, what? Sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe did what? Filled the temple. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings, and with two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he what? He flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is what? Full of his glory. And the posts of the doors were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. Here, God took Isaiah and gave him first an upward look. You see, there are times when we are going through our troubles on this world and we, we begin to focus so much laterally. We're focusing on the issues that come. 
We're focusing on the sickness. We're focusing on the disease. We're focusing on the lack of financial resource. We're focusing on the fact that I'm not doing so well in school and all kinds of things are going on, bad relationships and all of that. We tend to focus on the problem. You see, you go back to the text, and here at the beginning it says, in the year that King Uzziah died. Why is that significant? You see, King Uzziah had reigned for some 52 long years in Jerusalem. He had led uh, Jerusalem in a time of prosperity. Uzziah care was, everybody was able to get into Uzziah care. Huh? The economy was so good, the stock market was, was, was in the thousands. Everybody had their home, and, and they would be able to, to, to have money at the end of the month. Things were so good. Things were going well. Uzziah, uh, he, he, he began to reign when he was 16 years old. You read that in 2 Chronicles chapter 26. And, and, and you see the word of God says, as he sought the Lord... The Lord blessed him. Isn't, isn't that a beautiful phrase? That as we seek the Lord, the Lord will rain down blessings upon us. As we spend time in prayer, the Lord rains blessing down upon us. As we spend time in the word, the Lord rains blessings upon us. But when we seek to forget the word, forget prayer, forget a devotional life, it seems like there's some disconnect that is going on. That our life does not flourish because we're not in the Word. We're not on our knees. We don't have a devotional life. We're not seeking the Lord. But as King Uzziah had sought the Lord, the Lord blessed him. And you find that in um, 2 Chronicles 26. So we see there... In the year that King Uzziah died, Isaiah now, who was focusing on, uh, on, on the lateral, he saw that the throne in Jerusalem was empty. God had to show him that the throne in heaven is still occupied by Jehovah God. Amen? Sometimes we need to be reminded and in worship, these beautiful songs that, that gets us, it catapults us from our looking laterally and looking down to looking up. God wants us to look up and to worship him and call upon his holy name and let us know that he is still on the throne, that there is a God who loves us. There's a God who cares about us. There's a God who wants to save us. And there's a God who worked miracles in each and every one of our lives. Do you believe that this morning? God is good. And he's wanting to help us and to aid us in all that we do. Here we see that Isaiah saw that although there's chaos on earth, there's perfect order in heaven. He sees the angels, some on one side saying, holy, 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 and some on the other side saying, holy, 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 back. It's, it's called the three hagios, the three holies, one for the Father, huh? one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. And, and they're saying the holy, holy. You know, you can't say holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, and still you, you feel that the weight of the world is on your shoulder. 
You can't worship God and know that we, we should give God all these things that are going on in our lives and let God take the problems. God is our resource. The cattle up on a thousand hills belongs to him. Amen. The silver and the gold is his and he will supply in your time of need. Sometimes we will say, man, you know, I prayed and I don't know where God is. He's never lost a bottle, battle. He has never lost a battle. He loves us. He cares about us. And sometimes he allows us to go through some tough times. Don't he? Because you're seeing, if you're into muscle building, the more weight you put on, the more weight you, you pick up, the stronger the muscle gets. Our faith is tried through these, uh, the, the Sabbath school lesson is on the crucible, you know, um, Psalms 23. And the more we go through some stuff, the more we learn to trust the God of heaven. And maybe God is allowing us to go through some of these things that we're going through just so that we will trust him just a little bit more. That we will that we'll seek to bring, uh, bring our, our devotional life up to where God would have us to be. Let me, let me move on. And so we, we look at this. Listen to what Ellen White has to say here. She says, let God's workmen study the sixth chapter of Isaiah and the first and the second chapter of Ezekiel to the prophet, the wheel within the wheel, the appearance of living creatures connected with them. All seems what? intricate and unexplainable sometimes things don't seem very clear to us but the hand of infinite wisdom is seen among the wheels the perfect order is 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 the result of its work every wheel works in perfect harmony with every other isn't that awesome to to know I, Helen White says, I have been shown that human instrumentalities seek after too much power and to try to control the work themselves. They leave the, the Lord God, the mighty worker, too much out of their methods and their plans and do not trust everything to him in regard to the advancement of the work. We want to move this work forward. We bring a prayer team together huh? and say, Lord... Where are you working and where do you want us to be? Lord, lead us to where you would have us to go. We are working with the city of Calgary right now. We're working with um, 18 churches there in Calgary. And, and um, we sent out 60,000 um, enrollment cards. This is just a sample to see what would happen. We got back only 14 out of the 60,000. That is bad. We decided that, well, God, some of these methods are not working. We decided that we're going to wake up at 5.30 every morning and pray for the city of Calgary. And so that's what our Voice of Prophecy evangelism team does. We wake up and we pray because this thing is not by might, not by power, by, but by the Spirit of God. We cannot leave God out of the work that we need to do. Sometimes we want to do the work and we want to see the work done, but we want to do it on our will, our terms, and in our strength. But God is far advanced than that. 
look at this. No one should fancy that he is able to manage these things which belongs to the great I am. God in his providence is preparing a way so that the work may be done by human agents. Then let every man stand at his post of duty to act his part for this time and know that God is his what? Instructor. God will lead us. God will show us what we need to do. Whether we are senior pastor, associate pastor, conference office, or we sit in the last pew at the back, we need to know that God is our instructor. Amen? We know that God is leading us. Let's look at the next movement in this. Uh, verses 5 through 7 says, So I said, Woe is me, for I am undone because I am a man of what kind of lips? Unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. Why? For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar. And he did what? Touch my foot. Huh? He touched my hand. No. He touched where? My mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purge. Here we see that Isaiah now has an inward look. First, God showed him the upward look that although the throne on earth was empty, that the God of heaven still sits on the throne. Now God shows him an inward look. Why? Because he has seen God. Now he sees his need for God. Friends of mine, the more we study the word of God, the more we get down on our knees and pray and ask God to fill us, the more we will see our need of him. And so God wants all of us to have an upward look as well as an inward look. Who is that woman in the mirror? Who is that man in the mirror? When you wake up each morning, you go and you brush your teeth and you're looking at yourself. Who are you? Do you know that you're a child of God? Huh? Who are you? Do you know that you're a person that Jesus Christ has died for? A person that Jesus loves and willing to go the extra just for you. But here we see that Isaiah now has this, when, when you look at this language, this is sanctuary language. And in the sanctuary, what takes place is this thing of at-one-ment or atonement. Isaiah now has his own personal atonement or at-one-ment with God. The angels took the coal from the, from, from the altar we're, we're in the sanctuary, friends. He, he, the angels takes the, 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 um, the, the, the coal with the tongues and brings it and anoint Isaiah just where he needs it. When we're willing to confess our sins, 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he's willing and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness. Claim the promises. God is willing to care for us and love us and take care of us. He has done everything that is necessary to make us clean, to make us whole, to save us. Amen? That's good news. Here we see the gospel right here in the heart of Isaiah in chapter 6. And so the, the, the angel takes that and says, Now 
This has made you pure. You are now purged. You are now clean. God is wanting to clean us. All we have to do is to be willing to get down on our knees and confess our sins to the Lord and say, Lord, I am sorry. You see, so many of us, we're so prideful. Or sometimes it's these cherished little sin. Oh, Lord, it's just so small. I'll be all right. We begin to justify. We begin to to, to see uh, situational ethics comes in. Well, the situation was, I felt good about it, Lord, so, so it must be okay. You know, we go back to some of these songs that talks about, you know, if loving you is what? Wrong. I don't want to be right. Huh? You know, these love songs that talks about all kind of stuff. Oh, no. Let's go to the word of God. What does the word of God says? God is wanting us to to, to stand up for for his his, his word. God is wanting us to do that which is right and pleasing in his sight. Listen to this. As, pro- as the prophet listened, the glory, the power, the majesty of the Lord was open to his vision. And in the light of this revelation, his own inward defilement appeared with what? Startling clearness. His very words were vile to him. In deep humiliation, he cried, woe is me. For I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips. For mine eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Isaiah's humiliation was genuine as the contrast between humanity and the divine character was made plain to him. He felt altogether inefficient and unworthy. How could he speak to the people the holy requirements of Jehovah. We pastors, we have to go through uh, the crucibles of life. We, 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 we know that there are times when, when things are chaotic in our own lives, and yet we have to come and give a message. And if we have not gotten down on our knees and, and sought the Lord and have had our own personal atonement with him, it is very difficult to communicate that which God has given uh, to us and requires of us if, we, if our lives are in such chaos. Sometimes it, it could be fighting with the wife all the way to church and, and you come and there's a transformation that takes place when you hit the driveway. Oh no, oh no. We gotta get it right before we leave the house. Amen? And sometimes it's tough. But God is wanting us to humble ourselves and to surrender to him. As you know, look at my time. I'm supposed to be done in three minutes. This sermon is not going to be done. So as the old preachers used to say, I ain't done, but I'm going to quit. So I'm going to run through this one last text, and I want you to read it with me. There's a lot more that I could do here, but I want you to read this with me, friends. Ah. And it's, it's, it, you, you know it well. Uh, <laughs> here it is. You know it well. Matthew 28. Read it with me. 
And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. There's a work that we must do. God wants us to have that upward look, that when we look at the things on earth, that our source doesn't come from, that our source comes from heaven. He wants us to have that inward look when we look uh, at ourselves and see our need, and, 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 and when we see that, you know what, Lord, I'm broken. Lord, I need you. I get down on my knees. And there's the outward look, which I didn't touch on, but the outward look, friends, is that where I, Isaiah heard the Lord saying, Who, who's going to go? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, Here I am, Lord, send me. And Isaiah knew that as he went, because the Lord told him, These people, they will hear, but they ain't going to listen. They, they, they will see, but they're not going to perceive. So, so you're not going to have any baptisms, Isaiah. Hmm? You're going to go through all of Jerusalem, and, and the folks ain't going to listen to you because they're hard-headed, and, and the King James Version calls it recalcitrant. Huh? Some people are just hard of hearing and will not listen to the word. But I want you to preach anyhow. Pastor Jen, she's been called to preach. All of us pastors in here, we've been called to preach. Sometimes we will, those words will fall on deaf ear, but God still will have a witness. Amen? And so we go forth anyhow. And then the forward look was, I was going to bring up um, Isaiah 61, where, where God calls um, that, 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 that he, he's the one that's going to go out and, and turn these, these, um, the, these times of mourning into times of joy and that we bring an awesome message. So, so the upward look, the inward look, the outward look, and the forward look is how, how, how we, we need more pastors. Hmm? I, I pray that one of Jen's sons will take up the mantle and carry on and become a pastor as well. Huh? I, I pray that generationally that we'll have more pastors because the seminary, they're not a, the numbers at seminary are not as high as it used to be. We need more men and women being called to the ministry and accepting those calls. Amen? And so I pray that as we go forward, that some of you know that God is knocking on your heart's door. And he says there's a work that you need to do in your community. There's a work that you need to do here in plantation. There's a work that you need to do right here in your church. And that you will take up the mantle and you'll do the work that God has called you to do. Friends of mine, pray that God will bless you as we go through the course of this day. May the Lord continue to pour out his spirit upon this place. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the calling that you have on each of our lives. Help us to continually renew the upward look, the inward look, the outward look, and the forward look knowing that there's a work that we each must do and that we have been called to, we have been commissioned to go out and make disciples of all nations. 
Bless this church. Bless the leadership of this church. Bless all that is done here today. May it all be to your name's honor and to your name's glory. In Jesus' name, amen. This podcast was brought to you by Plantation Seven-day Adventist Church, a Christ-centered congregation dedicated to spreading the good news of God's love through sermons, deeper dive conversations, and much more. If you would like to listen to more life lessons and inspirational content, please visit us at plantationsda.tv.